stories that need to be told. Mike Young in Detroit. Have not been back to L.A. in a week and change. Once I get to Detroit, you never know what's going to happen. I just start chilling. I hang out with the family. I'm going to see everybody. I just had a birthday. I kicked it with my nephews, with my brother, with my mom, my sister-in-law. I kept it low pro. I've been lying about my age for so many years. I couldn't really promote it. But when I get back to L.A., I'm going to have some fun birthday parties. But in the meantime, I'm in Detroit. And it's been one hell of a trip so far. i got to be honest. I'm in Detroit. I land... It's a Monday. Uh, the next day is the Cleveland Cavaliers basketball game. The first movie I ever was paid to write was called Grounded, and it's with Aaron Paul and Jeff Daniels. It has not come out yet. But Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the owner of Quicken Loans, financed the movie, and he is a great dude. He has done more for the city of Detroit than any human on planet Earth and more than Henry Ford did in the 40s and 50s and 60s. And it's bananas what's going on down here. But my point is, Dan called me. The Cavs were playing uh, the Indiana for Game 7. Dan called up, said, yo, you want to go to the game? I said, hell yeah, I'm going to the game. Next thing I know, I'm on a private plane at Detroit Airport. And I'm taking a 21-minute flight to Cleveland for Game 7. Went to Game 7. You don't even know what's happening. You get put. Up, they give you a badge. They give you a seat number, and next thing I know, I'm on the floor, under the basket, watching the Cavs beat Indiana. Great game. I cheered for Cleveland. Got back to Detroit that night on another 21-minute flight back. It was super cool. Went to the game right up close, watching these dudes ball. Got to hang with Dan. Got to spend some time with him. And anytime you get to spend time with a guy, and listen, I'm not jocking all billionaires and people that have made it big because some didn't make it big the right way, some made it big, and they're just not cool. But this is one cool dude. This is a dude who is like math genius, but also if you get in his face, he'll scrap with you. This is a dude who has created companies out of ideas that have become, you know, Companies with 4,000 employees, 6,000 employees. He owns 120 companies, something crazy like that. And he's, on the flip side, a regular dude from Southfield, Michigan, humble beginnings. And that's, you get a chance to hang out with a guy like that, you got to get some time and see what their thought process is and see where their head is at and see why they have no limits in their brain as to what they can do and no limits as to you know how to, how to maneuver in the world. I mean, he came out of college. He started a mortgage company. He got his crew together, three of his friends. They started going into the, the white pages, the yellow pages, to the white page section and started calling every name in the book, asking people if they needed a loan. They started cold calling. Next thing you know, they move into a small office and they hit, hit the ground running. And next thing you know, Quicken Loans is born. And that is the, that's the shortest version of a success story. But he started a company called Stock X. He started Fathead. He wrote down when he was in third grade, and I saw this when we were doing the movie together. He wrote down on a piece of paper um, something about a mortgage company and something about a basketball team. And I truly do believe that when you dream and you, I'm talking about not not dream in your sleep dream, daydream. When you have a have a dream, and there's emotion truly connected to that 
to that dream in a hard way. Like, I used to dream hard about stand-up. I used to dream hard about making a movie. And I've done those things now, you know? And I haven't done them yet at the level that I want to do them. But I did dream about them and got on a path. And I believe that when you dream with emotion, something happens in the universe. And this isn't hokey shit. I'm just telling you this because I saw the letter that he wrote to himself when he was, like, in third or fifth grade. And it was about a, owning a professional basketball team and a, more, and, a, and a real estate company. And he did both. And it's impressive. And I always love being around him because the energy is like high and positive. And you can feel the energy frequency when you're around him and his crew. Because they're always thinking of ideas. So I hung out, went to the game, had a blast, came back to Detroit, flew back. Uh, the CEO of a company called StockX, where you can get sneakers on, basically it's a stock market for sneakers, and it's a third-party situation. Like if you say, I got $300, I want to get some Yeezys, but you can't find them anywhere. You go on StockX, you type in, you know, I got this much money, this is what I want, they run the data, and if they're available anywhere on planet Earth, they will find you. So you're the buyer, they'll find you a seller. If you're the seller, they'll find you a buyer and they take a piece. And it's booming. So I met so the CEO was with us, Josh Luber, great dude. And I've been wanting because this was another thought of mine. I've been wanting to get into advertising, into commercials, shooting some badass commercials, short form storytelling, comedy in short, you know, real short form. So he invited me down today. So today I went down to Detroit, had a chance to go hang out down there. It was great, man. I saw StockX. I saw the warehouse. I saw the, the authenticators. I saw the, you know, the, the data makers, the engineers. I saw all the shoes down there. And they have been, they grew from a three-person company to 220 people in a year. So I met with their content team, and I'm going to try to come up with some real cool, funny stuff for them and go shoot it and, you know, kind of dabble in that commercial world because it just seems fun to me, and it's a bucket list move, bucket list, you know. And after my, you know, speaking of bucket lists, after my birthday, it's a big birthday, you know, I've never been a big, I've been a dreamer, but not a bucket list guy. You know, I never... My bucket list is pretty, I've been emptying it. I'm not a, like, I need to go to Italy type of guy. I'm not a travel the world bucket list. I'm like, let me, I'm like, I want to get an Oscar. I want an Emmy. I want a Grammy. I want to make a great comedy album. I want to do, make great content list type of guy. You know, I don't want to jump out of an airplane. You know, I do want to get a dirt bike and I am going to get a dirt bike and I used to have a dirt bike. So that is going to get crossed off. But like, you know, after you get older and you're in your deep 40s and you start to rethink your life and you're going on your, you know, who knows? My dad died at 47. I'm older than him. So you start to look at life like, okay, let's see what's up now. Now is the countdown. What do I want to make sure I get in here? Like, what do I want to do? And I'm lucky because I'm happy taking a walk. I don't need to always be, I don't have fear of missing out. I was fortunate enough in my first 15 years in L.A. to be friends with a crew of people that had the most fun you could ever have. You know, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like, you know, I got to hang with Leo and Kevin Connolly and the whole crew from Entourage. And I did I did that for 10, 15 years. We got to go clubbing, private planes. I was very fortunate. It was not my money. I was not financing that lifestyle. My lifestyle, you know, made it before my career 
You know what I mean? I got big socially before I got, you know, before I started working professionally, which can mess your head up. I know people who have had a great life socially and it's 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 caused them some problems in their work life because they develop lazy habits, you know? So luckily I'm from Detroit and my dad was blue collar and I grew up shoveling scrap metal in the summertime on a dump truck. So there's never going to be a time where I'm lazy or, you know, not hustling or not in the grind. But that being said, you know, it's time to reflect and think about what's my next move. So like right now I'm creating a TV show for myself and for Tony Rock. Me and Tony Rock, man, we were always, always great friends, kindred spirits. He's a fun, great dude. We got the, we have the same value system. We both love our families, but we will both whoop your ass. You know what I mean? We will both, you know, we both respect women and have had fun in the streets. We both don't mind drinking. You know, we. Bottom line is, I'm gonna write a show for us to play brothers, and that's that's the deal, because we act like brothers. And the fun of the show is gonna be the twist of it is, you know, he's got all his shit together, high powered lawyer, whatnot. I'm gonna play the scrappy brother, fresh out of jail, that's got his shit. You know, his life is sunk. So I'm working on that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm finishing up this movie. I think I already talked about it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like getting into professional stuff other than stand up. If you want, I could talk about stand up. I just did six shows with Tony Rock in Detroit. We did them in Southfield, Michigan at the Punchline. We had a blast. We had so much fun. The show, you know, the place is just getting its shit together. I mean, I'll be real. I don't want to. I don't want to dog out a new company that's trying to do it. It's not easy to run a comedy club. The good news for those guys is people are coming. The bad news is they got to get their parking straight. They got to get their security system straight. They got to get it all straight. So, like, you know, this is Detroit. So, like, we're in the green room. It's a very small green room. Next thing you know, like, four dudes that look like they're straight out of a rap video ready to hold us up. They just walk into the dressing room. And I'm looking over thinking maybe they're friends of Tony's. Next thing I know, they're, like, trying to strong-arm Tony for to give one of their boys who's a comedian five minutes of stage time. Now, let me tell you something, all you, you know, wannabe comics and comedians and, you know, let, let, me, let me tell you something. <clears throat> being a badass dude in the streets, looking like a thug, being hardcore, wearing your chain, having your crew, that don't mean a damn thing when it comes to stand-up comedy. Okay, stand-up comedy is the most gangster shit on the planet Earth. Okay, so I don't care who you're coming in with, who's vouching for you, you're gonna f- you're gonna see where you really stand in the world, Mister Hardcore. You're really gonna see where you stand when you get on that stage. So Tony was cool enough. He let homeboy get on stage and do his thing. Was the dude funny? The first dude, he was okay. He was all right. Second dude, nah, nah, didn't go well, bro. Came in with your crew, stood strong in the green room, half-muscled Tony. Yeah, I'm a local comic looking for some time. Let's make that happen. Okay, we'll make it happen. We made it happen. You saw what was happening. I had to come on after you, dig us out of that hole, and get the show popping. That's what's happening, okay? But all that being said, we had a great night. We had a blast. We ended up having fun. But listen up, thug comics. Get your shit funny before you get your attitude strong. So then we got 
We did the show, me, Tony, Ruben Paul, my boy forever. We had a blast. We did the show. We got out of there. We went down to the Red Coat Tavern for some burgers and drinks and hung out all night. I'm not drinking. I'm four months and change into no drinks, which is really crazy. But we went down. Uh, we went hung out. And all of a sudden, like, rap, speaking of rappers and, you know, thug shit, all of a sudden, boom, Obi Trice showed up. Obi Trice. But by the way, I didn't even know what Obi Trice looked like. So the dude rolled up on Tony Rock and was like, yo, I'm Obi Trice. We had to Google him real quick just to make sure it really was Obi Trice. And it was. And then I heard him talk and he sounds just like he sounds on his records. And Obi Trice is a fantastic rapper. Dope rapper. And so he kicked it with us for a little while. And then, of course, his boys in the background, I heard them muffling and mumbling and saying their shit. And in the background, I heard... You know, we had some girls with us, and, and, and this girl was sitting with me, and, you know, right next to me, and due to Obi's crew was in the back going, look at this motherfucker, you know, cursing, look at this, this she's hanging out, you know, kind of dogging me out, dogging us out, dogging the table out. I heard him dog Tony Rock out, and then I was like, you know, it wouldn't be the first time we got into some shit in my own hometown. It's just been a long time. Just a long time since I, you know, we, we really went that way. But luckily, we played the peaceful warriors and we calmed everybody down. And when dudes get drunk and jealous and weird, they just say stupid things. So that's it. Nothing popped off and uh, the night went on great. Uh, came back home, got some rest. And I got to tell you, this no drinking thing is just like, it's weird, man. It's weird because even for my birthday, I was like, didn't care what I did. I did not open up the love from people that were trying to take me out. I was just like not drinking. I'm like, you know what? Let's just be, I'm just going to, I'm going to use my birthday just to be grateful for being alive, for being healthy, for having my feet, my arms, my hands, my, you know what I mean? Being able to move, to walk, to see. I saw some things this week, man, that let me know, like, you have to be grateful you got to wake up and go, man, I'm lucky. You can't be on some negative bullshit no matter what. You can't. There's too much shit going on, you know? And this isn't a secret. This is like, you know, all the Cavs, the Warrior, you know, the Cavaliers, they all know. But, like, you know, my boy is Dan Gilbert is my boy. His son is going through some things right now, and he's getting some treatments, and he's having a hard time. He's having a tough time walking. He's having a tough time staying awake. He's going through real medical things that shouldn't, that no 21-year-old needs to go through. But it lets you know that life is fragile. Life can be short. The shit can be taken away from you. You have to be grateful. You have to wake up and go, man, am I lucky. Let's get the day going. You know, let's do something today. Let's do something positive. Let's do something good. Just get it moving. It's not easy. I could preach all day about it. It's it's easy to preach. This is easy. I'm just chilling in my house preaching. That's easy. But you have to find a way to make a difference, to get up, to do something right, to do so, create something cool. Like, I'm just, I'm in a zone right now. I'm finishing the script. I'm going to create something for Tony Rock. I'm going to write my own piece for this other company. I'm in that cycle where I'm just like on autopilot, you know, but I'm doing what I love. If this was a job that I didn't like doing and I was overwhelmed, it'd be a different story. But I'm actually... I'm just, I'm lucky, but I made it this way. You know, I, I decided that, and, and listen, by the way, you could, I don't care if you're a plumber or a roofer or whatever, you know what I mean? If you're a plumber or a roofer or whatever you're doing, 
Love it. Just love it. It's no, it's no worse. It's no, it's no better or no worse than what I'm doing. You know, I just got love. I'm, I'm personally lucky because I like what I do. Some people act and don't like it. Some people do comedy, don't love it. Some people play basketball, don't love it. Some people sing, don't love it. You know, I'm loving what I'm doing because my favorite thing about it is you can never stop getting better you can there's no ceiling that's what i love there's a ceiling in sports because your body runs out you know but there's no ceiling in writing or creating or you know there's no ceiling until your mind goes you know and while my mind is still here for whatever it is i'm gonna keep rocking and rolling and trying to create good stuff you know and hopefully people like it you know it was a good week last week you know, locked in with a new little team, new little agency. Boom, I got a quality squad over at ICM. You know, you want to talk to me? Call a human being. I can't answer the calls all the time. I'm exhausted, you know. And I've had agents before. I've, I've had them before. And I, I move fast in my world. I just always have. I've moved fast. And I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I need to slow down. Let me slow it down. Let me get in the cave. Let me do my writing. I'll send it out to you. That's usually when positive things happen. You know, I'm talking to white boy Rick. He's locked up 30 years. I'm gearing up for his book. We're getting ready to do his book. But I decided not to be rushed. I had a deal on the table. I was getting rushed through the process. My quality of work was going down. I took it back. I'm slowing down. I'm trying to be all quality all the time. You know, Am I going to fumble? Of course. But the fun of life to me is the grind. The fun of the whole game is the game, is the journey. It is. So, you know, I hope that doesn't sound too corny. If it does, whatever. You know, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Tony Rock had me freestyle rapping on the last on the last show the last night. I was out there freestyling. I really am not a great freestyler. I can bust a little bit. But I kind of want to do a comedy rap album, so I'm going to start writing some real things. And goal for 2019, how about this? Let's win a Grammy for a a comedy album. I don't even have a comedy album. That's how hard I'm going to work. Probably won't happen. Might happen, might not. Don't care if it does or not. As long as I'm going towards it. That's the fun of the game. Anyway, that's enough for me. I've been rambling. Hope you guys have a great, fantastic week. Great, great weekend. Me and Saget are going to Irvine. We're going to be playing Portland again. We're going to be back in Vegas. So just check bobsaget.com, and uh, we'll see you soon. And I'll tell you about There's another situation I want to talk about. I think I told you I was writing the movie about swipers, and I got you know involved with a company, and uh, I felt like I was chasing a tiger by the tail. I was getting paid quite a bit of money to do a job, and I wasn't able to connect with who the, the boss was. And I'll, I'll tell it on the next podcast, but it's kind of a good lesson in like nothing comes for free. So you know they called in their marker basically, and we're in a little battle right now. So I'm a warrior. I love a good fight. That's it. God bless. Find me on Instagram at the real Mike Young. We'll see you soon on the road. I'll see you. Uh, we'll see you behind the scenes. You know, we'll see you behind the scenes too. Peace.